Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. So for over eight years, my next guest has been teaching families how to organise, declutter and live a life they love. If you are one of her many blog readers or Instagram followers, you might know her as the organized mama, but she also goes by the name Jessica Littman, and she is here with me today to chat all things organizing. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to talk to you all about what organizing really means and how we can get ourselves to that organized place. But before we dive into that, I would love to share with our listeners a little bit of background about you. So Can you tell us about yourself and what your life looks like currently, how you're working, where you're working, what your family makeup is and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. So um, I am working from home. I've been working from home for the past nine years now. That's crazy to think about. Um, I decided to stay home when I got pregnant with my son nine years ago Mm -hmm. and um, ended up starting writing the blog, The Organized Mama, just because we moved from the city to the suburbs and I wanted some creative outlet for myself. Uh, Before that, I was a teacher and I would help my students kind of organize. I never realized it was like a thing to do until I moved to the suburbs and found out that, you know, not everybody knows how to organize. So I turned that into the blog and now I've turned it into uh, kind of like this business that teaches families how to organize. We have, uh, my kids have a YouTube channel called The Organized Kids where they teach other kids how to organize. And also I work with small business owners to help them organize their, you know, business online, on their, you know, physical space, their computer space and all of that fun stuff. Um, I love that your kids are involved in this as well. How old are they now? They are, my son is nine and my daughter is eight. Oh, that's really cool. How did you figure out that you had a knack for organizing? Because there are plenty of people who are very good at, you know, arranging their spices in their pantry in alphabetical mm-hmm. order, but they might not turn it into a career. At what point Like, how did you figure out this was a skill of yours? And then why did you decide to turn it into a career? Yes. uh, Well, I never knew that this was like a thing um, until, honestly, I've just always been like a tidy person. So I Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people resonate with that. Like, oh, you were a tidy person. Um, But because of my background in teaching, I realized I'm able to use the principles of teaching and break down specific like organizing things that I do. So I'm able to like assess a situation, really think about what would make sense for that particular individual and then how they can recreate that in their home. Yeah. And you know what, you've hit on something really important there because a lot of people can be very good at doing something themselves, but Mm -hmm. then when it comes to imparting that knowledge to other people, struggle at um, explaining it in a way and and giving people then the tools to be able to do it for themselves. So I guess that's a huge component is that that teaching aspect that it's not just you knew how to organize yourself, but you knew how to 
share that knowledge with people in a way that they can then take and continue to use. Totally. And I think too, there are some people that can like visually see a room or an area and get different ideas versus, you know, one way that worked for them. Mm -hmm. And if that way works for you, perfect. Keep doing it. But I think professional organizers and organizing experts in the field are able to look at things in a different way, just kind of like designers look at spaces in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned your blog. Your blog is epic. It's like like the Bible of organizing. There are so many posts there and so much goodness. Last year in May, you wrote a blog post entitled, What Does Organized Mean to You? And I really love this post because it talks about something that doesn't get talked about a lot. And and that's what I want to talk to you about today. So maybe to start with, can you tell us in your words, as a mother, like a businesswoman, mm-hmm. all the other titles and roles that make up your life, your you know your daily world? What does organized actually mean to you, Jessica? That honestly, I feel like is the best question, and I think about that every day. For me, organized is my peace of mind, and mm-hmm. so. I need my entire house kind of like reset. I need it looking like how I envision in my head. Pillows on the couch, blankets are folded, no dishes in the sink. Um, Like our kitchen, all the chairs are pushed in, all the toys are put away. And for me, that's organized and like nothing on the counters. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's organized. And I need that because when I wake up in the morning and I walk downstairs and I see our house put back together, I feel calm. I don't feel stressed out. I don't feel like I'm in a hurry the second I wake up. So to me, that's what organized means to me. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I absolutely love that those aspects too. I love having, you know, a tidy house and everything in its place so it's easy to find. But one thing for me personally that is a huge part of being organized is not being caught by surprise. So for me, probably more important than being physically organized is kind of being mentally organized in terms of I always think a couple of steps ahead. Like um, I'm at the moment I'm booking in accommodation for um, summer vacation and um, thinking ahead towards what are we going to do, you know, then our next one, September, you know, like I, and I find that being really organized on my calendar and with schedules for me is probably number one. But Mm -hmm. for you, obviously, the, the physically, being physically organized is number one. And I think this is what is great to have a conversation about because, we kind of talk about being organized as like a one-size-fits-all approach, which is not really the case, is it? No, it is not a one-size-fits-all. And I think a lot of times we see things online and we assume that that's what we should strive for when realistically, like exactly what you were saying, your schedule needs to be organized for you to feel calm. Mm -hmm. And I've had in-home clients back when I was doing um, in-home work that that was their thing. They needed their calendar organized. And when they felt like their day was planned out and, you know, strategically set up so that everything could be as productive as possible, that's when they said, okay, I'm going to hire a professional organizer 
to help with my physical space because to me that's not a priority. Mm. And so really knowing that about what it what feels good for you in terms of the word organizing. Yeah, and I think so many of us feel kind of either overwhelmed or a bit, you know, crazy, a bit out of control. And then we look at social media and compare ourselves to the lives and the perfect images that we can find there. Mm-hmm. Um, things, pictures of like the perfect playroom or everything in the home having a fancy bin or a basket with a neat little label. Mm-hmm. Kitchen cupboards look like they're styled for a magazine shoot. Um, and most of these pictures <laughs> don't help us. Uh, they make us feel worse or more disorganized or just generally inadequate. So, I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about the reality of some of those pictures and then the trap we fall into when we're aspiring to meet that image of organized. Oh, this is such a good topic. So one thing I always say is a picture shows like one to two walls of a four-walled space. So you never know what's behind the camera. I had a client uh, years ago who had this picture of a pantry. She was dead set. This is how I want my pantry to look. And so my team set it up in that way. And she was like, what do I do with my mixer and all these appliances and all these gadgets? Because we had them in the corner of her like walk-in pantry. And I'm like, well, you asked for this picture. And in this picture, those things aren't there. So you have to find another spot for them. And that was when she really realized, well, I can't aspire to have this picture because it isn't real life. It is for a magazine. And while those pictures are beautiful, they aren't always a reflection of the actual things that you have in your home. Yeah, and they're not even a reflection necessarily of what you need to achieve to make you feel better or make you feel organized. Like I exactly. I get nothing um, other than just like warm, fuzzy, calming vibes when I see. For me, it's like the pantry is a big thing. Um, I love to cook. Spice, spice cabinets, there's something about spices for me, I guess because we tend to own a lot of them or condiments or sauces and that kind of thing. And when I see people's spice cabinets or racks, like, and every spice jar is the same and they have a beautiful label. I look at that and it's like, oh, I can exhale. That looks amazing. But that if if I was to achieve that in my house, I don't think it would affect even 1% of my day. It wouldn't change mm-hmm. the feeling I have of being organized or not. It's just that social media is telling me that if I want to be organized, I should have a spice cabinet that looks like that. And I think... I think this is the problem. We're taking our cues from other people's organizing habits and skills rather than trying to figure out what is causing the chaos for us. Yes, because what organized means to somebody else, it might be I need to have all visual distractions taken away Mm -hmm. in order for me to truly process what I have. So I want all my spices to be matching. I want all my labels to look the exact same so that I don't get overstimulated by too much visual clutter. Mm -hmm. But that might not be the case for you. And if that is true, then your version of organized is not the same as 
the labels and the or in real life. Yeah. So when you're working with your clients then, how how do you figure out what organized means to them? Do you have questions that you you ask them um, or do you just listen to the way they talk about their life and pick up some cues? Kind of a little of both. Um, currently, I'm doing virtual organizing. So that looks like me a lot more talking than in home. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing I ask is as they show me their space that they are struggling to kind of like figure out an organizational system for, I ask them to show me an area that they feel is organized. And then I ask them why they feel that this area is organized. Sometimes it could be, you know, I don't have an area that's organized. And I said, well, what about work? Oh, well, my, you know, work planner is organized or my calendar on my phone or this system is organized. And so when you really find out what that is and what they feel like is organized in their life, it is so much easier to have that end goal of what they have in their head versus just going in and being like, oh, well, you know, you need to clear clutter. But like, what does that actually mean? Like, what is clutter actually? If it's stuff you use, but you just haven't put away, that's technically not clutter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned as well in that post about organizing and what organized means, uh, mindset. So Mm -hmm. how do you think mindset plays a role in organized or getting organized or figuring out what organized is to you? I think mindset plays a huge role in organizing and deciding what organized means to you. A lot of uh, virtual clients, in-home clients, friends have been like, I'm just disorganized. Like that's, to me, that's the start. Like you're already walking into a situation where you're basically defeating yourself. Mm -hmm. You are organized. You just haven't figured out what areas of your life or home or calendar are actually organized. So going into it by thinking like, oh, you know, I'm already disorganized, you're coming in with a defeatist attitude. And also when we talk about mindset, we're also talking about like mental clutter that could be showing up in your house. So if things in your house are, you feel are disorganized, if you feel like there's too much clutter, that could be a sign that your mindset all the mental clutter you have going on is overwhelming and you kind of need to process some of those things. And what about expectations then? Because I guess yes. those things are kind of are kind of linked that when people have that either defeatist mindset or whatever, they might set expectations that are um, either too, too extreme um, or expectations that don't push them enough depending on where their mindset's at. So how do you feel about expectations and and setting them realistically to achieve a place of organization? That is a great question. And I feel like it's something ongoing. Like you can set an expectation or a goal for yourself. And then once you kind of like meet that, then you have to like move on and make it a little more challenging or you know, how are you going to like maintain that, keep that habit? And I think what we have to do is just start with what is practical? What can I actually do right now? A lot of people either set really lofty goals or expectations for themselves, or they're like, they just kind of let it happen and be like, okay, well, I'm just messy. So I'm just going to live with this. 
And instead you have to think, well, what exactly am I going to change? What am I going to do to go be one step better than I was yesterday? So if it's at the end of the night, I want to clean up my kitchen, then set that as an expectation for yourself, knowing that, okay, some nights it could be like really overwhelming because you have a lot of stuff in the kitchen. But if you set that expectation for yourself, you're going to be able to continue going through that process, making it a habit, and then you're going to be one step closer to organizing for yourself. And I guess adding on to that too, then you need to set expectations that relate directly to your space and your situation. So when we see the beautiful, you know, end of day kitchen of someone on Instagram and they're like nightly tidy done, um, tick in the box kind of thing, and their kitchen is immaculate and mm-hmm. is, you know, potentially very minimalist and maybe they have no children or they have older children, that we don't compare, like we don't set expectations based on someone else's life, <laughs> that we go, okay, I have young kids, there's going to be stuff around, I'm going to, it's going to take longer to clean up, my kitchen has a lot more nooks and crannies, I have own a lot more mm-hmm. stuff than that person, that my end of end of day kitchen tidy will not achieve the same result as theirs because yes. their reality is different to mine. Yes, it is so true. And I think just getting in that that mindset of your reality versus somebody else's is so helpful. And I think what you mentioned before too, that everything we see online is just, well, it's two walls of a four wall room or it's, you know, it's only a piece of the story. And I love some of those influencers or celebrities or whatever that kind of show you the other side of the story as well, that they might show you. Um, There's a girl I follow and she talks about modeling and body image, but she'll show the finished shot and it's like amazing, but then she'll show you the 20 attempts before that where the sun's in the eyes or she falls off the swing first and it's completely unglamorous process to get to that finished image. But you have people that do that too with home organising. You have people that show you the beautiful spice cabinet and then that's the picture that makes the the image on Instagram. But then they might pan around and show you the dirty pile of washing on the floor behind, which they haven't been paying attention to because they're busy you know fixing the lighting on their their spice cabinet so it's sometimes it's really nice to see behind the curtain a bit as well exactly and I know I'm guilty of it too because sometimes I don't always show the mess that I made of like a drawer that because sometimes these businesses that you get to work with as an organizing influencer expect certain things from you. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, we want like this clean shot. We want this beautifully organized drawer showcasing our products. And sometimes, you know, we do forget this isn't real life. But if you search on, for me, if you search on my site, you will see all of those pictures because I've been doing this for so long that I have the, the ugly pictures with just like stuff in a drawer And I'm like, this is organized for us at this moment in our life. And Mm -hmm. I hope that your listeners know that organizing is not a one-size-fits-all and that it looks different for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think clearly defining 
what being organised is to the individual for each one of us, do you think that is the best place to start with getting organised, like working out what that looks like and what that means for you and your family? Yes, I totally do. It's just like with anything, like when you go into the gym and you're like, I want to get healthy, but like if you don't have a clear, defined healthy definition, it's going to be difficult for you to achieve that end goal. And I feel like the same is with organizing. You have to know exactly what your end goal is. And so when you define what organize means to you, you're going to be able to see, okay, well, this is my plan. This is what I want to achieve. And so now you are able to strive for that end goal. You mentioned that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, but do you have like one or two organizing tips that you could share which might be either universal or, you know, relevant to everyone that's listening? Yes. I think um, other than the things that we talked about, you know, defining what organized means to you and your uh, setting expectations and mindset, because those are usually my Mm go-to, it is to really start with your bedroom I know this sounds like so crazy, like it's the spot really nobody sees, but because there is so much research on clutter and sleep, that's my biggest tip on Mm -hmm. starting and getting your bedroom organized so that you can get a good night's sleep because when you get a better night's sleep, you're able to make better decisions and you will be more productive just in general. So start with your bedroom. Yeah, well, so everything flows from there, doesn't it? You know, sleep yes. is like the basis and um, or the foundation. If you get that right, then in theory, everything else you're doing in your day should be that tiny bit easier. Exactly, exactly. So start in your bedroom, get stuff off the floors, put things in a laundry basket, come up with a plan for those like, you know, half-worn, not clean, not dirty clothes and really like get that space feeling like cozy, homey, and everything else kind of falls into place from there. Perfect. I love it. Now, Jessica, you've got a new book out, don't you? Yes, I do. It is called Home Sweet Organized Home. So can you share with us a little bit about what what type of content is in the book and, and the, the type of person that would get most value from it? Yes. So the type of content in the book is a lot of what we talked about. Actually, um, we cover a lot of what does organizing mean to you about overcoming perfectionism. There are specifics on teaching kids how to organize using uh, a Montessori approach. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that that really helps teach kids how to organize those basic life skills that they need. So this book is perfect for any busy family that's looking for practical tips on how to organize and not just the pretty pictures. That's perfect. And so where can we get it? If we would like, so it's out now, where, where will we go to get a copy? It is on Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, and... um there are, I'm sure there's other places too that I may not know about, but those are the three well, I know for a fact. I'm guessing we can, uh, will you have links on your website as well that if we go to your website that we'll be able to click through? Yes, at theorganizedmama.com backslash home dash suite dash organized dash home. Perfect. So where else can we find you? Because this book is super exciting, but there is so much 
more as well to you and your blog and your your socials are pretty inspirational too. So if we want to follow okay. along with you and your kids on your journey, um, where where do you hang out online? Where can we find you? I am on TikTok at Organize Mamas, M-A-M-A-S, and also on Instagram, Organize Mamas, spelled the same. Perfect. I will put um, a link to those pages and your website and all of that in the in the show notes so that if people missed it they can head to our website and the show notes for this episode and click through and find you thank you so much for your time jessica it's been a really interesting chat this has been so much fun thank you so much for having me no worries and we will be back with you again next week thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazzino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.